Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. This is Pastor Scott, and I'm so glad that you have joined me for today's Casual Conversation. In 2022, we have been looking at new beginnings from the Gospel of Mark. And uh, this morning, we're going to uh, continue the conversation we started last week about the new setting. And we saw that uh, Jesus uh, was driven to a new setting. He was driven after his baptism by the Spirit into the wilderness. There he was tested by Satan, but also he was sustained by grace. And today I want to, uh, to give you the assurance that God's going to be with you whenever you go into the wilderness as well, whenever you face temptation, and he will sustain you by his grace. And in order to, uh, to have that conversation with you and to assure you that God will be with you, I've invited Pastor Gabby Bagby from Columbia First Church of the Nazarene to come on the podcast today and tell us her story. Good morning, Gabby. Hey, good morning. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Well, I'll uh, get us started by telling our listeners a a little bit about you, because I know that you have a lot to tell about you. At least I hope so. That's why we brought you on. That's right. (laughs) But uh, Gabby serves on the pastoral staff at uh, Columbia First, where she is the connections pastor. And uh, Pastor Gabby's job is to get people connected, connect Mm -hmm. them uh, to faith, connect them to God, to one another, connect them to the church community, and even to mission. And it's been my privilege to uh, work with uh, Pastor Gabby for the last uh, five months in my interim at uh, Columbia First. And uh, it's great also to to be able to welcome her here on the the podcast. So Gabby, I just uh, put a few things in there. Uh, Why don't you fill in some of the details I've left out? Sure, I'd love to. And it's been a pleasure working with you, Pastor Scott. So you're sweet. Thank you. You're pretty awesome. (laughs) Keep saying that stuff. Okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll throw it in a couple of times. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I am happily married to my best friend, Corey. This summer, we're going to celebrate 22 years of marriage. Congratulations. Um, Thanks. Thanks. Uh, We have two amazing kids. Isaac will be 21 and Bella is 17. And um, I'm originally from New York and moved to Arizona when I was a young adult, about 18, 19. And as a child, um, I went through life without a faith background. Um, And when I, so I was, when I was younger, I would just probably tell you that I was Catholic. Um, but that wasn't really true other than receiving my first communion confirmation. And then I just knew that I had to go to confession before I died. That is all that I knew about the Catholic faith. Um, but once I started working in Arizona, once I moved there, I got a job at an RV dealership and the owner was a believer. And so I was surrounded by conversations about Christ and at that age, um, at that time, I was just like a sponge and I just wanted to know more uh-huh. and um, I just wanted to listen 
I had no idea what I was listening to and I had no facts, but I just knew that I wanted to hear it. So several months later, I asked my boss to borrow his Bible because he had it out all the time. And it was just a very casual conversation among him and oh, his. I, I like that, that um, description, a casual conversation. So that's casual good. conversations. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay, exactly. it was casual conversations in the office, which all was right. really great. Um, and so I asked him to borrow the Bible and he said, of course, and he said, take it for as long as you need. And, but I would recommend that you read the book of John. And if you have any questions, just let me know. And whenever you're done, just bring it back to me. And so I did. And I went home that night, um, back to the hotel actually, because we were at an RV show for 10 days, um, uh -huh. in Arizona, but it was several hours away from where we lived. And so went back to the hotel room and I read the book of John as if it was a story, as if it was a book that I just couldn't put down um, and read through the entire thing and felt like I understood exactly what I was reading, which I think about that now. And that's not always common because right. scripture is hard for us to comprehend, but I believe the Holy Spirit was just giving wisdom when I didn't even realize it. And so the next morning was Sunday and, um, they had a Bible study, but it was mostly men. There was one couple that was, a, they were both sales people and, um, a husband and a wife team. And so they were at this Bible study also, but the men were very um, good about setting up boundaries and they just weren't super comfortable inviting a young female to the hotel room for a Bible study. Yeah, I understand and, that. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that now. Um, but um, I believe the Lord was working and they just, they said, okay. And they knew that this other couple, which, um, you know, there was another female there. So um, they felt comfortable doing it. And so they invited me and there was about 20 people in the, in the hotel room and they did a Bible study. I can't really tell you what it was. Um, I don't remember. All I remember is that they just went around praying and I just let them skip over me. It was very intimidating, um, but I just knew that I wanted to be there. And so at the end we dismissed and I drove to the um, place where we had the all the RVs parked. And I just got out of my car and walked down the, the aisle, the row of RVs. And I just pray the sinner's prayer because I just, it was just a desire that I wanted, whatever I was seeing and hearing, I just couldn't really take it anymore. I just wow. I have it. Let me, let so, me interrupt you just, just oh. a second here. You, you, you prayed the sinner's prayer. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with that phrase. Would you yeah. mind just telling us what that prayer is? Sure. Yeah. Um, I just acknowledged that I needed Jesus. Um, I confessed with my mouth that I believe that he is the son of God um, and confessing my sins and um, just asking him to come into my life and be my savior and allow him to lead me every step of the way going forward. So uh, a, a, a sinner's prayer mm -hmm. is um, basically a first real conversation with God. It does, it's not anything that's published anywhere or magic or like a secret rite or anything like that. It's just mm -hmm. a way of describing somebody calling on God. Exactly. Okay. Yep. All right. Exactly. Thanks. 
Yeah. And so, um, after that, I, at that point, I saw my boss, um, pulling up to, um, work and it was, he, he knew then what was happening. And uh-huh. so when I went back to the office, I walked in and, and he said, Gabby, is everything okay? You know, kind of just checking out to see. And I was very formal. I was, and I said, Vince, I just accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and savior. <laughs> so he, um, I love it. he was in tears and he was just, he was weeping, but it was a joyful weep and it was great. Um, within hours, um, his wife and several other ladies from their church, which I've never visited at that point, um, came to the RV show, um, with balloons and a big sheet cake and my very first Bible with my name engraved in it and, um, a sweet note written in that. And then, um, just an opportunity to meet with one, one of the women that I can just be discipled by. And I was fully equipped within hours of that salvation. Uh Um, and I just, I feel like every salvation should be that way. And, um, it was a pretty great day. It was my favorite day. (laughs) Well, it does say that, uh, when there's a a sinner who comes to faith in the Lord on earth, that there is a party in heaven. So we ought to have a party on earth too. I I didn't get a, I didn't get a cake. Well, I've had enough since (laughs) That's right. Well, um, Gabby, I've asked you to, uh, to share with us some of your experiences, um, of going into new settings. Um, uh, some of the new settings that we encounter may be even described as wilderness mm-hmm. settings, uh, or maybe a walk in the RV rows <laughs> where you right. walk in between a bunch of RVs and come to faith in Christ. So, yep. so that was a new setting. It's an unusual setting to get saved. Right. I've never heard of anybody I know being saved well. in an RV trade show, walking in the That's RVs. That's great. So, yeah. um, well, I want our listeners uh, maybe just a sense um, before we talk about the new setting in the, in the wilderness. I want them to get a sense of of who you are to to, uh, to maybe taste a little flavor from your heart. And uh, okay. what what are you passionate about? Well, it won't take you long to realize that I am passionate about my family. Um, my husband and my kids are pretty awesome and spending time with them never gets old. Well, let, let me say I've gotten to know them in the last mm-hmm. five months and yep. I agree with you. They are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty great. Um, I love coffee. I am passionate about my coffee oh. and I just got a new frother and I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty addicted to it. Um, I love cupcakes. That's also something. Um, but at the core of who I am, I am passionate about relationships. Um, people really matter to me and I never want someone to walk away from a conversation and wonder if they were heard or valued. Uh Um, this passion of mine, I don't think comes just from a personality type or an Enneagram type. Um, I believe it's at the core of who we are as human beings. Um, and personally I was saved because people invested in me. I was state, I was saved before I ever walked into a church and people that were just my coworkers invited me into their life. 
and just gave me a front row seat of what a relationship with Jesus looks like. And so as a young adult, um, it was important to me um, that I just, I loved how I was loved and valued. Um, that mattered to me. And I just want to live out that same mission. Uh-huh. Good. Well, um, we're going to talk a little bit about your new settings, um, okay. Arizona and different places and now South Carolina. I'll let you tell the story. Uh, okay. But before we, uh, before we get there, let's take a break and, uh, and hear a word from Momentum Ministries. Hi, this is Amy. Thanks for making casual conversations a part of your day. Gabby mentioned that she loved how she was loved and valued by her church family. It's wonderful and oh so helpful to be loved and valued by a church family. But do you know that you're loved and accepted by God? That's right. God loves you and wants to walk with you into each new setting of your life, as well as all the old familiar settings too. Jesus told his disciples that he would be with them always to the very end and he promises to be with you too. We at Momentum Ministries want to help you enjoy the presence and strength of God in your life. Besides these podcasts, we offer daily emails, books, prayers, and words of encouragement. Visit MomentumMinistries.org to find out how we can help you on your spiritual journey. And while you're on our website, would you consider a gift to Momentum to help us reach more people with a life-changing message of God's love? Or you can give right here on this podcast. Thank you for your support. Now, let's get back to Pastor Gabby's story. Thank you, Momentum Ministries, and uh, thank you all for listening in today. We're back with uh, Pastor uh, Gabby Bagby from Columbia First Church of the Nazarene, good friend of mine, and uh, she's telling Mm -hmm. us about her uh, beginning days of uh, walking a new path, a path with Jesus. So um, uh, after you began walking with Jesus, uh, you found something happening in your life that mm-hmm. um, that you felt like um, God might be doing something new, something different, or taking you to a new place. Um, so uh, let's let's pick up from from where you left off and and tell us some more about your about your story. Sure. So once I became a Christian, um, I attended a few different churches in my adult life, but it really wasn't until. 2006 that we connected with the Nazarene church. It was a church plant. Um, They were meeting in our local school and it was definitely different than what we were used to, (laughs) but um, this church really knew how to invest in relationships. Um, They did it really well. And right away, Corey and I knew that this was our church home. Um, We attended for about four years before I received my call into ministry And I really struggled a bit with responding to God um, simply because I wasn't really confident in who I was Um, as a new Christian. I didn't feel equipped um, and the whole process of what that calling looks like uh, really scared me. Uh Um, But as we know what the Lord does in prayer time, um, he really revealed himself to me and what he had planned for his kingdom through me. And so in June of 2010, I said yes to God, um, the best and the scariest time of my life. Uh Uh, But here's where my story, in my opinion, um, gets pretty cool. Um, A month after I received my call and just, you know, starting to plan my education and what that was going to look like, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. 
I was 31 years old uh, and I had no family history. And so to say it was a shock was uh, really an understatement. I was serving as a student ministries pastor and I had about 20 to 30 kids, um, teenagers, just watching me through that. And it was just really difficult. Um, but I remember getting to a point where I just asked God to use this as my testimony so that others just would know him. And he did. And it was really, it was really great. It's, um, it's a really cool testimony of just God's faithfulness and how he carries us through. Um, I took online classes at Nazarene Bible college and while getting chemo for two years. And as I reflected back, um, I always think about that time. And I really do believe that I worked harder on my education in those two years of my battle with cancer than I ever worked on my education. Um, but in 2012, I received my district license and in 2017, I was ordained as an elder in the church of the Nazarene. So, uh, um, God called you, mm -hmm. which is brand new yep. <laughs> and kind of yep. more than kind of scary. Sure. And then, um, almost immediately mm -hmm. you were diagnosed with cancer. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. I know. <laughs> I felt and, God, like I couldn't be stopped. Like the enemy wasn't going to get a hold of this. Uh -huh. You pushed on through mm -hmm. the, the newness mm -hmm. of the call, the uncertainty of your health. And I, and I don't know how you felt during that time. You probably had some pretty bad days right. emotionally and physically. Yep. And yet you worked harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I just, I just want to say thank you oh. for being such an inspiration. Um, I'm glad that God allowed me to, uh, to join with you in ministry at Columbia first. I probably would have never heard this story hmm. and yep. I, I feel so um, my life is enriched to, to know that God is faithful in the wilderness. So, yes. um, so yeah. you, you received your district license and that's a thing in the church of the Nazarene and we're ordained. I think most people yep. understand that it's rather unusual for a lady in some circles it is. Uh, to be ordained, mm -hmm. uh, but it's common in the church of the Nazarene and other denominations as well. Yep. But um, so, so you were a student minister or ministering to teens had yep. been ordained, come through cancer. What's next? So in 2014, um, God began to reveal to us that our time in Arizona was coming to an end. And we began the search for a new ministry assignment, but I had parameters for God, <laughs> which never works. Um, <laughs> it was my, um, you know, just wisdom being bestowed upon you. It doesn't work. Um, but with my recent diagnosis and the desire to be near my family, I really want to stay within driving distance. <laughs> and so, um, we started looking really in the Southwest, uh, region. And as soon as we started applying for a ministry assignment, we just crickets, we heard nothing. Uh -huh. Um, so we went back to God in prayer and then we began to expand our search to the Midwest. And again, crickets, we didn't hear anything. So we went back to God in prayer. And that's when he really just started to remind us that um, there are no parameters around what God's going to call us to do. And he really just shook Corey and I and just 
give us courage to step out in faith. And so we gave God our all. And after months of prayer and recognizing our own selfish desires, we opened up our search and uh, there was no limitations. And 2,400 miles later, here we are in the Palmetto State. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you could have come a hundred miles further and been on the coast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I know. As you uh, told me this story earlier, um, my mind went to uh, something that I've read recently, and, and I kind of like to uh, uh, maybe uh, bring us to a conclusion for today. Anyway, with this, uh, this is from F.B. Myers or Meyer in uh, the Secret of Guidance, and what you said about giving up our own selfish desires really struck me as you followed the call of God for uh, twenty four hundred miles. But <laughs> Meyer wrote this: so long as there is some thought of personal advantage, some ideal idea of acquiring the praise and commendation of men, some aim at self-aggrandizement, it will simply be impossible to find out God's purpose concerning us. Mm. In other words, I'll just insert something here real quick, setting the parameters, yep. right? <laughs> we won't discover that purpose. He goes on and says, nothing will go right in our effort to hear God, if this false motivation is its foundation, mm. God simply will not cooperate. Yeah. I'm so thankful that, that you got to the place where total surrender to the will of God, no parameters, no parameters. and so thankful that God brought you uh, to Columbia, to Columbia first and uh, mm -hmm. caused our paths to cross and and right. getting to know not just you, but uh, your best friend, Corey, and your, mm -hmm. your wonderful children. Well, we're going to wrap it up for today. And uh, will you come back with us next week? I will. You better say yes, because you already I, had. It, we we yes. had this agreement, didn't we? <laughs> That's right. Sign sealed, delivered. <laughs> so perhaps there are some people uh, today who are listening to the podcast that may be struggling with saying a complete yes to God. They're afraid of the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about Jesus had to go into the wilderness, even after a high spiritual moment, he, he had to go in the wilderness and there might be some people facing wilderness times in their lives. And I'd appreciate it. And I think it would help our listeners. If you just say a prayer for those folks that maybe are a little uncertain about what they're facing and, and what God might be calling them to do. Definitely. Sure. Let's pray. God, we're just so thankful for who you are. Uh, we're so thankful for what you give us. God, I just um, think about those around the world that are struggling to, to surrender to your will, to let go, to step out of their comfort zone, to step out of just what is comfortable in their everyday. God, would you give them courage? Would you fill them with boldness? Would you just whisper your, your truth, your word over them, reminding them of who you are and what you're able to provide? And God, you've never failed us. And um, we trust you with our eternal soul. We trust you in so many areas of our lives. But sometimes when we get to this place of um, surrendering to your will, God, we just become really fearful. So I would just pray, God, that you would remove that fear from us, 
give us a mind of clarity and of peace. And God, would you just um, remove the enemy's thoughts from our minds um, and however they may come. And would you just fill them with your truth? God, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for how you even bring us through the wilderness um, into places that is uncomfortable um, to teach us and to mold us. And um, I know I wouldn't change those experiences. And so I pray God that you would just give the others a desire um, to step out and, and get ready to do your work. God, just equip us. Um, we need so much and we rely on you for that. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for uh, sharing with us today, Gabby. Before we go, just, is there anything real quickly or are you pretty good? I'm good. I'm okay. good. And yeah. you, you promise you'll be back next week. If, I promise if, I will be back. Okay. It's not over. So right. We've we got to finish the story. Well, thank you, uh, Gabby. And thank you all for listening in on today's casual conversation. We pray that uh, you'll have a great day and uh, God bless you. Thanks for listening in on casual conversations brought to you by momentum ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.